0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. Church at the Well is a community practicing the way of Jesus and thirsting for the life he gives. Amen. As Abby alluded to, we're going to be outdoors worshiping, and I have to confess as a pastor this is my favorite time of year for a couple reasons. One, I love being at the beach for my work, right? Who wouldn't love that? Two, I I get to prepare less because our sermons are way shorter, and and I kind of like that. It kind of gives me some some space in the summer, but there's another reason. It's because we have a baptism at the end of our time together out there, and those baptism Sundays are my favorite Sundays of the year, and I want to share a little bit today about baptism. We're also going to have a church potluck that day, and we haven't had a church potluck like pr- since pre-COVID, because nobody shares food, <laughs> right? For a couple of years, we weren't sharing food. We were like, it was b- bring your own picnic. But we are going to actually do that again. And so bring a dish. On the 6th, we're going to have a potluck together. And, and if you've never been to Letty before, Letty is the perfect place for, for worshiping together outside as a church. It's the perfect place for a potluck. It is the perfect place for a baptism. Um, it's a beach, and there's nothing like standing in beautiful Lake Champlain, surrounded by all the green majestic mountains, being immersed in Jesus through baptism. It's crazy awesome. I was baptized at a beach myself when, when I was a kid. I was 13 years old when I, I got baptized, and, and I was baptized in Ontario, Canada, so I think that gives me dual citizenship. I'm I'm looking into that. But it was a real special time. I remember as a kid, I was 13, and I was baptized in the St. Lawrence River, which is a humongous river. It's very similar to, to Lake Champlain and surrounded by mountains of beauty. and beauty. And I remembered it just being so serene and peaceful as I was standing in the water, ready to be immersed in, in Jesus and baptized. And it was a significant moment in my life. It gave me a ton of. Dr- of direction and momentum to my faith. And I can still remember it all these years later, which which is why I think one of my favorite Sundays is our Baptism Sunday at the beach, because I get to celebrate with others who are experiencing that same thing. Uh, And it's a joy for me to support that and to pray for them as as they're baptized and, and immersed in the way of Jesus. So today, here's what I wanna do. I wanna talk a little bit about baptism and submit to you three reasons to consider it. So if you're not baptized, I, I, my job today is just to submit to you three reasons to, to consider. It. And we treat everyone like adults in this church, so you can take that and process it however you want. It's between you and God. We, we don't hunt people down and say, have you been baptized? <laughs> no, <laughs> aren't you baptized? No, we don't do that. Um, I'm submitting these to you. And if you have already been baptized, my prayer today is that you would, would lean into the significance of your own baptism today as we talk about it. Okay, so can I submit these three reasons to you? First reason to consider baptism: Jesus told us to do it, so that's a pretty good reason, right? If Jesus tells you to do it, it it it's, it should be considered. <laughs> we should do it. Matthew chapter twenty-eight, verse nineteen says this: Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach. These new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, the words we just read here were Jesus' final words to his friends before he ascended into heaven, after the resurrection. And these words involve baptism. And and as you know, somebody's a person's final words carry significant weight. Right? If, if, if you are going to say one last thing to someone you love and you're about to leave them forever, uh, chances are that your words, those last final words, are probably going to be thoughtful, they're probably going to be um, meaningful, they're, you're probably going to explain them and express them with great care. Well, these are Jesus' final words to his disciples before he leaves. And he's talking to them about baptism. And Jesus' followers took this commission by Jesus really seriously. And because they they recognized that Jesus was communicating that baptism plays a significant role in a disciple's journey in a believer's life. And we we know this because in Acts chapter 2, after Jesus ascends to heaven, we find Peter, one of the disciples, and he's preaching to this large crowd. And thousands of people are listening, and we're told this, that they're cut to the heart. They're cut to the heart by Peter's words from Scripture and what he's preaching. And they ask Peter, what should we do now that we, that we believe? What, what, what's the next step for us? And Peter says, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And what we find out in Acts chapter 2 is after Peter says these words, 3,000 people are baptized that day and added to the church. Now, our baptism service probably won't be that big. it probably just a tad smaller. It'll be a tad shorter. 3,000 people, that would take all day right? to baptize. But Jesus' commission to baptize was something that the earliest followers of Jesus took incredibly seriously. And and what we find when we read the New Testament is there are three Greek words um, that are about baptism. Baptizo, baptisma, and baptismos. And those three Greek words in the New Testament, of course, we have it translated into just baptism, but those three Greek words are used over a hundred times in the New Testament. And so we know that, that baptism is, is a real important theme in the New Testament, that it was an instrumental aspect of, of following Jesus. So the first reason to consider baptism is because Jesus told us to do it. Good reason, right? Here's the second reason to consider baptism. Jesus himself was baptized which is, right, like, wait a second. Jesus was baptized, but we're baptizing people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but he's baptized. Why was he baptized? Good question. Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. says, then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. And that's, of course, John the Baptist, right? You've heard of him. But John tried to talk Jesus out of it. Right? He's talked... I've, I've never had to talk someone out of baptism, but John tried to talk Jesus out of baptism. John says, I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said, so why are you coming to me? Verse 15, But Jesus said, It should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. And so John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. In a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. And so the question we have to ask ourselves when we read this is, why was Jesus baptized? And what we find at this point in Jewish history, when, when in this time in Jesus' life, baptism served one of three purposes. One of the reasons baptism happened for people was to demonstrate repentance, right? It was a way of burying the past and becoming new. And that's what John the Baptist was doing. He was preaching a baptism of repentance. And so John the Baptist was baptizing people and and using baptism to demonstrate what repentance looked like. You go into the water, you come up new. And and so he was given that name, John the Baptist. But we know this about Jesus, that that Jesus didn't have anything to repent of, right? Because he was sinless, he was selfless. And so we know that when he was baptized, it was, he wasn't demonstrating repentance. So that's one, one of the reasons people were baptized in Jesus' day. The second reason people were baptized in Jesus' day is if they were converting to Judaism. So if you were a Gentile and, and you wanted to convert to Judaism, baptism was a part of that process. But we know that Jesus was not a Gentile, he was Jewish, right? And so the third reason that people were baptized in this day was preparing people and priests for ministry. And so the Jewish temple had a, a bronze tub, and it was called a laver. It was full of, full of water, and it was by the tabernacle door. And whenever a priest would go to minister, he would have to wash in the laver. Right? It was a, kind of like a form of washing or baptism before they could minister and so here we, f- we read that, that Jesus tells John the Baptist we, we must carry out all that God requires. And he's essentially saying to John the Baptist, this needs to happen before I begin my ministry. And when you read the Gospels, what you find is before Jesus starts his earthly ministry, before he goes into the wilderness for 40 days to fast and pray, where he's tempted right by the devil, before he starts all that, he tells John to baptize him. And so... The, Jesus was baptized in a sense before starting his ministry just like these Old Testament priests. And, and you might be asking yourself the question, what does that have to do with me? I'm not a priest. Well, there's a passage of Scripture in the New Testament from the book of 1 Peter. That's toward the, back of your, the very back of your Bible. There's a little book. It's a short book called 1 Peter. And in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says this, For you are a chosen people. You are royal priests a holy nation, God's very own possession, as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. So first Peter's con- trying to convince his readers that, hey, if you're a believer in Jesus, you are part of this kind of priesthood. And there's a theological a uh, term for this called the priesthood of all believers, right? That once we believe in Jesus, we actually become this, this kind of priest where we get to show others the goodness of God. That's what priests do, right? They show others the goodness of God. And I, I, I can ask myself this question, but if I want to make a difference in, in people's lives and show them the goodness of God and participate in God's good work, if Jesus thought baptism was a central part of that, an important part of that, then I need to consider that as well, right? So that's the the second reason for considering baptism, that it's part of our our preparation, our process to to minister to our friends and our family and our neighbors and our coworkers to show them the goodness of God, to participate and be a part of God's good work as, as a kingdom of priests, right? this sort of priesthood that we get invited into by God. Okay, the third reason, and I think this is the most compelling reason to consider baptism, is baptism is a way for us to publicly identify with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. And public identification with Christ is at the very heart and center of baptism. Let me read a a passage from the book of Romans, chapter 6. Romans chapter 6 verse 3 Or have you forgotten that when you were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism we joined him in his death for we died and were buried with Christ by baptism and just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father now we also may live new lives since we have been united with him in his death we will also be raised to life as he was so Romans makes it clear that when we go under the waters of baptism, we're identifying with Jesus in his own death and, and burial and resurrection. And, and baptism involves a symbolic act of that, right? A symbolic act of, of death, burial, and resurrection. When, when, when we baptize, we put someone under the water, and that's like a water grave, right? It's a death and a burial and coming up into resurrection life. And so it's a, it's a symbolic act of identifying with Jesus in his death, burial, and resurrection. It, it's this outward expression of an inward decision to follow Jesus. That's, that's baptism. And In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the Apostle Paul uses the miraculous story of the Hebrew people crossing the Red Sea as an analogy for Christian baptism. It, if you don't know this, the story of the crossing of the Red Sea, essentially what happens is this... Um, Pharaoh and Egypt put the Hebrew people into servitude and slavery and bondage and, and for almost 400 years they're in servitude. And God miraculously, through a series of miraculous events, delivers them from, from bondage and leads them to the banks of the Red Sea. And Pharaoh and the Egyptian army changed their mind and said, we had a good thing going. We need to go back and get them again. And as they're coming back, God uses Moses to part the waters of the Red Sea, and the Hebrew people walk across on dry ground. The the Egyptian army chases them. God withholds his hand, and they're swallowed up in the sea. And for the first time in 400 years, the the Hebrew people are free. And by crossing the Red Sea, the Hebrew people were leaving their past behind. There was no way to go back to Egypt. They had a new identity. They were no longer slaves. They, They were now free to pursue the life that God had for them, the life that God created for them. And, and while the crossing of that Red Sea didn't perfect their faith by any means, right? you can read the book of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, and you can be, wow, these guys were not perfect. <laughs> like Even though they had this incredible, miraculous experience of crossing through uh, this unconventional baptism of crossing through the sea, th- th- it did not perfect their faith. But what it did for them is it immersed them into a new life, right? It gave them a new identity and a a new level of trusting God because their past was gone. And and in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the Apostle Paul alludes to that story to talk about Christian baptism. And and Christian baptism does something similar for us, right? That baptism immerses us into the way of Jesus. It's a symbolic breaking away, from the sin that, that enslaves us it, it, it allows us to bury our past in a water grave when we come out of the waters of baptism we, we it's symbolic of entering a newness of life and it propels us forward in, into the journey that jesus has for us and so it doesn't make you a super christian right i i remember um, the church i grew up in i also became a pastor in for about a dozen years and in, in the church, we had a baptismal tank in the, built into the stage. And so you lift up a piece of the floor and there's a baptismal tank there. We would have baptisms on Sundays, maybe a few times a year. And there would be times when when people would be coming prepared for baptism and they would get into the tank. And then there would be sometimes people who weren't planning on it. They just showed up that Sunday and said, I think I'm getting baptized. And they would come up in their you know, full clothes and, all right, you're going to get baptized? And and we would meet them off to the side and and. One of the questions we'd ask is, "Hey, why are you getting baptized today?" And I remember one gentleman. He was the nicest guy, and 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 so sincere. He said, "Well, the first two times I was baptized, it didn't work. <laughs> and so I'm hoping that this time, the third time, it, it works." And, and I had to just gently explain, "Well, well, baptism doesn't give you superpowers to be like Jesus. You're not going to come up out of the water and, and perfectly, you know, never struggle again, never have sin, never have doubt, never have you know issues in your life." But what it does is it gives you a sense of momentum and direction in your faith. And and we prayed with him and and baptized him and dumped him that third time. And and, and I I remember that story because I feel like a lot of times as we approach and consider baptism, we approach it in such a way that it's just going to do this magical thing. And and that's not the case. Just like the Hebrew people when they crossed the Red Sea, they, they weren't perfected in their faith. Far from it. But... It was such a huge, impactful event in their life that they could look back on and be, that's when I transferred my trust to God. And that's what baptism does for us, right? It, it, it gives us direction and momentum in our faith. It, it gives us something to look at and be like, yeah, that's when, I, that's when I, I left Egypt. That's when I made the decision, like, I'm not going back, I'm going to follow Jesus. Um, let me give you two quick more things about baptism before I close. Oh, wait, let me recap these three reasons first. <laughs> okay, three reasons. Uh, reason number one, Jesus told us to do it. Good reason to consider baptism. The second reason to consider baptism, Jesus himself was baptized. And then the third reason is baptism is a way for us to publicly identify with Jesus in his death, in his burial, and resurrection. And it gives us direction and momentum in our faith. Right? It, it allows us to, to, to transfer our trust fully to Christ in, in a new way. Okay, two quick things about baptism before I close. Am I convincing anyone? Don't, don't answer the question. <laughs> two things before I close. Maybe you're here this morning and you were baptized as an infant and you're wondering, can I be baptized again? I was baptized twice and both were incredibly meaningful. Once as an infant, I don't remember that one, but I've seen pictures <laughs> And I'm grateful my parents did that because it was an act of faith on their behalf, of wanting to commit me to God. And I'm grateful for that. That's meaningful to me. But when I became a teenager, I personally wanted to respond and publicly identify with Christ and really just be immersed in the way of Jesus. And so I was baptized again a second time. And so the answer is if if you were baptized as an infant, yes, you can be baptized again. That's Up to you. That's something you need to discern with Jesus. I have friends who are dedicated, committed followers of Jesus who are baptized as infants and not adults. So this isn't something where you become a first class citizen in heaven or a second class (laughs) citizen. This is something you and Jesus discern. I'm just telling you my story, right? And how both of those were really meaningful for me. Um, Lastly, let me just give you a quick picture of what it looks like that Sunday because you might be wondering what, what does it look like to be baptized? Well, here's what will happen on August 6th. We'll get to Letty, and can we put that picture up of us all standing on the grass? Can we go up to the announcement one where we're standing on the grass where we're having our church service? We have that somewhere. There. We'll have about an hour together, worship gathering, similar to what we do here with some music and a little bit of teaching with some small group stuff and and prayer time. And then uh, that's about a 40-foot drop off the ledge there but there's a stairwell that goes down so we'll close our, our service together we'll, and the whole church goes down to the beach. Now you can show those other beach pictures. And when we get down to the beach we have a three minute liturgy that we all do together as a church. Not just the people being baptized but the whole church we will do this three minute liturgy and we hand it out it's on a printed piece of paper and it's got scripture and prayer on it. We read that together and then we, we say a general prayer for the people being baptized and once that prayer's done Jordan usually starts amazing grace for us and and we walk into the water and anyone's welcome to come in with us, not just the people being baptized, not just the pastors. If you just want a close-up view, you can come or you can just stay on the shore um, for that and then one-on-one we pray, one-on-one with the people being baptized and pray blessing on them and then we tell them to plug their nose (laughs) and we dip them in the water. For people who really need to get good and baptized, we hold them under for about... (laughs) A little bit longer. (laughs) I'm just kidding. We don't do that. Um, And and we raise them up, and there's usually ruckus applause. And then we come out of the water, and we go have our picnic together. So that's what it looks like. But if you have questions about it, maybe you're considering it, um, I have a one-page description of how to best prepare for baptism. Like what to expect, what time to arrive, what should you wear, those logistical things, but also just spiritually how to prepare baptism. So if you're interested at all or curious or you know someone who's curious and, and come and get one of these um, one page descriptions. It's right here. I've got some more up, up here with me. And I promise I won't hound you and say like, oh okay, you're interested. and, and hound you. No, no. This is You're an adult. <laughs> you, just, you just discern with Jesus if it's appropriate time for you to consider baptism or not. Um, but I, I, I pray that you'll at least consider it. Amen. So can I pray for us before we take communion together? Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for moments in our lives that give our faith in Jesus direction and momentum. Those are so special, and baptism is one of those gifts that you've given us. And I pray for my friends who might be considering it today that that, uh, as they continue to talk to you about it, as they continue to discern that you would lead them, And I pray for all my friends who already have been baptized that that today they would lean into the significance of their own baptism, that it would remind them of their dedication and commitment to follow the way of Jesus. Lord, we pray for us as we get ready to come to the communion table where we take the bread and the cup, we remember what Jesus did for us on the cross, and even making baptism possible for us to be immersed in the way of Jesus. And Lord, prepare our hearts even now, and Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to, to worship outdoors at Letty for the next six weeks. But we know you're already there at work moving and we just get to step into that place and we're so grateful for that. Bless our time there in Psalm 23 together. and We pray all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to the official podcast of Church at the Well in Burlington, Vermont. For more information about Church at the Well, including gathering time and location, events, and how you can financially support the podcast, please visit us online at www.wellchurchvt.com.